0: Clusterfuck Nation's Icast, James Kunzler, Tom Friedley, only on Radio Zeitgeist. Jim's Genius Today, Developing Developments. Mr. Kunzler begins Joe Biden screws the pooch on Western Civ. He can't help himself. His helpers can't help him. Who will help us? Jim asks. Message found in Fortune Cookie from Panda Takeout reminds us the dildo of consequence is seldom lubricated. Please apply this ancient wisdom to Joe Biden's sabotage of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 natural gas pipelines. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spun the deed as a, quote, tremendous opportunity to reduce fuel use in Euroland and shift its prior dependence on affordable Russian energy to ruinously priced American liquid natural gas, LNG, a supposed boon to U.S. producers. Lucky us in them. Jim continues, let's get a few technical matters straight about natural gas. Gas pipelines allow for cheap gas without costly intervening shipping procedures. Flows are continuous from producer to customer. LNG requires compression of the gas at super cold temperatures and costly to build LNG tanker ships to keep that gas cold and compressed in transit. Each tanker can carry only so much gas and the flow is not continuous. At each end of the energy-losing journey, there is a costly LNG terminal to load and unload the gas. Bottom line, Euroland customers can't afford United States LNG, though for now they'll be getting it good and hard to struggle through the first winter of a permanent depression that will feel more like the forecourt of a new dark age. Also bear in mind that American shale gas is a finite resource that we need plenty of it ourselves, and that the earliest developed U.S. shale gas fields are crapping out one by one. Secretary Blinken pretends that Europe's deadly predicament will segue crisply into a new green-renewable disposition of things as well as a stable and balanced new Cold War between U.S.-led NATO and Russia like the 1950s. Secretary Blinken is, of course, completely insane. Germany's industry will now collapse, the euro currency will collapse with it, and the exchange rate with the dollars Euroland needs to buy in order to purchase U.S. liquid natural gas will bankrupt them further. It will also probably blow up the European Union, which is chiefly a trade scaffold. With industrial production sinking, trade sinks too, and the flimsy cooperative arrangements between nations turn into a desperate competition as each nation of Euroland struggles to stay alive. Mr. Kuntzler continues, let's not forget the reason that Joe Biden blew up the Nord Streams to foreclose any chance of Germany wriggling out of U.S. sanctions against Russia. Just prior to the Nord Stream strike, protests were rising in several German cities, the common folk already chafing under the Russian gas delivery shutdown and soaring price of desperately needed gas. If the United States stood by while Germany made a separate peace with Russia, how would that affect the NATO country's commitment to the U.S.-provoked conflict between Ukraine and Russia? How much cash support would Euroland continue to dish out to Mr. Zelensky's sketchy money laundering operation? What no government official can acknowledge, even among the Euroland victim nations of this awesome stupidity, is that the U.S. demolition of the Nord Streams was an act of war against our own allies. By the way, the blogger who styles himself as Monkey Works, notable for tracking the worldwide military flight movements, presents a comprehensive play-by-play of just exactly how the mission was accomplished. I'll summarize, but you can read his full report for yourself. There'll be a link here on Jim's blog. Attached to the show in the cloud here on the Clusterfuck Nations icast. MW reports that overnight, on the 26th of September, a Navy P-8 Poseidon submarine hunter jet flew out of the U.S. to the Baltic. It did not land in the U.K. to refuel, thus avoiding any tracking complications, but rather rendezvoused over Grundiaz, Poland with a U.S. BART-12 mid-air refueling plane, which it hooked up with for more than an hour. The P-8 was equipped with MK-54 air-launched torpedoes. After undocking from the BART-12 refueler, the P-8 followed a route west along the Nord Stream pipelines, descended to bomb-run altitude, and dropped its weapons. Kaboom! Then, fully refueled, the P-8 flew directly back to the USA. Days later, when confronted at the UN by Russia with a yes-or-no question, As to U.S. responsibility for the Nord Stream caper, the U.S. representatives refused to answer one way or another. Cute, Jim writes. So the questions loom. How many more days before Germany and the rest of Euroland begin to apprehend how they have been hosed by America into an economic collapse scenario? How many days before a team of competent professionals hunts down Klaus Schwab and his colleagues somewhere in Switzerland? When will the Eurofolk turn on their idiot government leaders and flush them out of office? When will all, except for psychotic Poland, bail out of the USA's Ukraine crusade? I will tell you, Jim writes, this will all begin pretty darn soon. And if so, that will be the end of the NATO alliance. Meanwhile, the U.S.-led propaganda campaign has Russia utterly on the ropes against a raging and triumphant Ukraine army. Nothing could be further from the truth. Russia made a few tactical retreats the past month in preparation for a final systematic and methodical mopping up of the remaining Ukraine army. Russia is bringing in Iskander hypersonic missiles, not necessarily nuclear-armed, but will assemble Russian army regulars to replace the mashup of Donbass militia volunteers who have borne the brunt on the thinly defended line leading to the much-talked-about tactical retreat around the kharkov Zum lyman front. The Russian negotiation table is open for business. Failing to report to it, Ukraine will have to decide what sort of rump state it will become, a merely half-assed agricultural backwater or a fully ass-blown-off failed state. Meanwhile, Western Europe descends into the cold and dark with the USA not far behind. What's up next here in Homeland? Jim asks. Try a trucking fuel crisis. Kerosene is becoming scarce. There's none, for instance, at the Hudson Valley's Albany Storage Facility. The winter trucking fuel mix is 70% diesel and 30% kerosene, which is added to lighten the fuel and keep it flowing under freezing weather conditions. This shortage suggests a supply line collapse for just about everything, but especially food. Doesn't sound too peachy for Christmas time. Joe Biden and company are destroying the USA at just about every level. 35 days to the midterm election. So let's send a few more billion dollars to the sucking chest wound that is Ukraine. Tom Friedley, Radio, Zeitgeist.